Hello and welcome to The Hunter's New Podcast. My name is Holly. I'm the founder and editor-in-chief of The Hunter. I'm British, but I've been living in the UAE for almost 11 years. And we are so delighted to be launching this new channel with you. For those of you who aren't familiar with The Hunter, we are a small group of pretty nice people (laughs) that are dedicated to supporting homegrown businesses and helping the people of the UAE live their best lives. So through our online platform, thehunter.com, we share the very best things to eat, drink, see and do in the UAE. Sometimes we go further afield and you can find us across social um, at thehunter.com, all one word. The first episode in our podcast series takes us to Sharjah, where we're joined by our amazing arts and culture editor, Nawar Al-Kasimi, and the man behind Fikra, Salam Al-Kasimi. They are coming up after the jump. Hi, this is Nawar Al-Qasimi, the Hunter's Art and Culture Editor for Sharjah. We are live in Sharjah today with uh, Salim Al-Qasimi, who is the founder and principal of Fikra Design Studio. Uh, Fikra is a design-led educational platform that comprises of a co-working space, design studio, uh, cafe, gallery, and library. So Salim is with us today. Uh, Salim, tell us about Fikra, how it came about, and um, basically the history and story of Fikra. Hi. Um... So we started Fikra Design Studio in 2006, um, having worked in several different companies, specifically graphic design companies uh, in London and the UAE. I was a little frustrated with, um, actually in the UAE specifically, there weren't really a lot of design studios that allowed room for experimentation and that was really a playground. That wasn't necessarily an advertising agency or a branding agency, but that was something in the middle and something that was more experimental, a, a graphic design studio, really. Um, uh, so we decided to start uh, uh, Fikra Design Studio. But the other thing that also was, uh, you know, the reason for Fikra was that uh, a lot of the companies back then um, didn't really prioritize Arabic as, a, a, you know, uh, in graphic design, specifically in branding projects and general graphic design. Um, they would a lot of the time start with English and then create the Arabic as a secondary kind of visual element or a secondary type uh, or use create Arabic uh, based on the English. Um, however, when we started Fikra, we wanted to prioritize Arabic or have an equivalent kind of uh, 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 equivalent uh, treatment for the Arabic as to the English. Um, so that was uh, that was one of the major decisions actually. Um, and eventually Fikra Design Studio became known for, for the work that we were doing uh, in bilingual graphic design. <coughs> and, uh, and, uh, and then in 2011, we decided to have this thing called Afkar Fikra. Afkar Fikra is basically a platform uh, that, uh, through the lens of graphic design, investigates element of the culture, specifically UAE culture and identity. Um, and using graphic design uh, or creating little small projects that uh, together um, addresses and talks about and showcases uh, um, you know elements of the of the Emirati contemporary Emirati culture, and um, I also at that time started teaching at the American University of Sharjah um, 
and uh, one of the things that I wanted to do was also, <clears throat> um, you know, try to try to work with students in working with both Arabic and English scripts, uh, thinking about how they could start to design with uh, with you know things that are relevant to this part of the world or with problems that are relevant to this part of the world, meaning that they would have to always design uh, in a bilingual manner, creating bilingual identities, uh, thinking about uh, uh, audiences from all over the world and things like that. Um, and through the years up until now, there were a lot of really interesting challenges uh, with that. And, um, uh, and uh, one of the other things that happened was uh, talking about graphic design specifically as a discipline and the role of a graphic designer and uh, what does it mean to have you know to 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 be a graphic designer specifically in the UAE but also in, around the world today so Maryam my wife who's also a graphic designer um, uh, and I we who's also a partner and a principal at Fikra Design Studio uh, we decided together to come up with the idea of Fikra Campus and Fikra Campus um, actually happened organically and kind of an evolution of Afkar Fikra, but also um, one of the really nice things that used to happen is that people used to come and hang out at Fikra Design Studio and uh, a lot of designers and creatives in general used to hang out and used to, um, um, you know, we used to, uh, used to think of Fikra as this really nice space, uh, you know, that, that, uh, that, uh, um, uh, was experimental that wasn't uh, it wasn't you know necessarily officially a shared space but it was you know it was yeah. like a hangout <laughs> in a way a meal-less, right that's nice um, <laughs> so 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 we decided to um uh, our our neighbors had left uh, uh, the the space uh, kind of empty and so we decided to uh, we spoke to the owners of the building in order to take over the entire floor and they agreed to that so we we decided to to do that and um, make a space that is a little bit more public and uh, would invite uh, not only designers but everyone really um, creatives and the general public to to share this space and so we started to create all these different programs as well now the spaces uh, consists of a cafe uh, co-working spaces uh, a gallery space and a library the gallery space is also a multi-purpose space that you know we we host in them screenings and workshops and uh, different events the space is also for hire so a lot of people do rent a space for different events um, the Fikra design studio is there also and and so what one thing that we wanted to do was to bring in people from different disciplines, whether creative or not creative disciplines, to have a discourse uh, on things that we think uh, are important. And uh, hopefully uh, through these conversations, through these programs, we're able to create content that is from this part of the world that is relevant to us, that is cu culturally relevant and, and would help portray ourselves and our narrative uh, in, a better, uh, in a better way. Um, and so we have a, a yearly theme and uh, every year, um, um, so this year's theme uh, is, is titled Knowledge, Disruption and Transformation. And we're trying to see what constitutes knowledge in the 21st century. So our talks, uh, and we have a series of talks called Coffee With. Uh, the first one was with Jumana Jabri and we have a uh, uh, second one with TZ Architects, uh, who are really cool. also... Yeah, who are also our partner. But but what we we wanted to do with the coffee uh, with the coffee with series is to really have a very casual, open to the public conversation and invite people and 
talk about their process and what do they do as designers, but also as people from different disciplines. So let's let's talk to uh, let's invite a poet, for instance, and mm. and have the poet talk to the to to us about their process and how they kind of generate knowledge or seek knowledge in the way that they would in their own disciplines. Um, but yeah, <laughs> so this is this is why we wanted to open the space and and. Um, I think just over the past few months, uh, there were a lot of really, really interesting things that happened. The space itself was built on a notion of serendipity as well. Mm. So we wanted to have people to bump into one another and talk and create something. Um, And it was really interesting that we had designers. uh, So one of our programs, the designer residence program, one of the designers is American. So he came here and and he ended up collaborating with someone who came here from LA actually. And then they they bumped into each other here. They got to know each other and they worked on an Arabic logo or something like that, which is pretty cool. so the, these these things t- happen over and over here in Fikra um, that you know that is really magical and really nice. So yeah, that's really nice. And also we were chatting earlier um, about the building itself. The building is quite iconic. So for people growing up in Sharjah, um, I think people have a lot of memories with this building. Yeah, if you can <laughs> tell us a little bit about yeah what that was like and what I mean what that was like <laughs> for you as somebody who re- you know grew up with. Yeah. So, so in this building, this building was designed by uh, Lucien and Bernard Cassia in, uh, I believe, 1976. Um, but also growing up in this building, there was a toy store called Wonder World, uh, Daniel Ajaib. Um, and uh, <laughs> and Shara Al-Wahda is pretty iconic also. Shara yeah. Al-Wahda in the 90s used to be, you know, used to be the hangout. Yes. Uh, still is, I think. Um, it was the downtown. <laughs> it, was, it was the downtown It's definitely of, downtown. Of the, yeah, yeah, of the 90s, actually. Um, so it was, it was, it's really nice. Uh, the, the, also, the design of the building, specifically in this modernist kind of uh, architecture, it's a beautiful, beautiful building. Um, has a lot of really quirky features and yeah. things like that. Um, but, uh, but also, I think what, what, what started to happen is that every time someone would come here, be like oh this is you know this is an interesting building and once we say wonder world like oh my god i spent so much time in yes this exactly <laughs> and you said that, that was i the had last that time feeling yeah here. that was the last the last time i came here was in the 90s honestly <laughs> and i and i walked in the building and i was like and and you know we were in the elevator and we were like oh this is this is taking me back like so many years like it, it's just that i think it's a very it's a very cool building and it's a it's a very iconic one for yeah. for for people who grew up here but also yeah. just looking at it on across that stretch of of Shara yeah. al-Wahda really yeah. it really Absolutely. stands out. I mean it's such a such a beautiful building and moving here in 2010 honestly we didn't really think of it that way it was just because it was a cheaper rent for us from yeah. our place where we were previously um, but also a bigger space we wanted to have a bigger space um, uh, and um, and it was convenient because it's on al-Wahda street yeah. it is on yeah, very close to Dubai. It actually takes uh, takes uh, uh, most of the staff here live in Dubai. Um, most of them it takes them fifteen minutes it's to amazing. get here, from the, which is <laughs> yeah. really really easy. Um, I think that's one thing. The the so and then we find out found out about the uh, found out about the the architects and found out you know started loving the building every time we would walk into the yep. building. But the other interesting thing that happened is that, well, a lot, so this building is, uh, half of it is residential and half of it is offices. So it was okay for us to have this, you know, we wanted to have an, in an office building, yeah. an office. Um, 
But when we decided to have a public space, uh, Maryam and I initially wanted to move out of this building uh, into somewhere a little bit more, uh, I don't know, but maybe we were thinking the university area or something like that. Um, but then we just keep coming back to this area and how interesting it is historically. Yeah. We also spent so much time in this building and also the opportunity that our neighbors left and so there was that space. Um, uh, so there, there are a lot of these things that happen. But then just the idea of being close to Dubai in the center of Sharjah, close to Sharjah Art Foundation, close to Al-Qasba, uh, close to... Yeah, you know, there's so much, Everything is so close to you here. Um, and that became, you know, for us, it became the ideal. Um, and everyone who who started coming uh, to the space was... Uh, there is this element of surprise as well because you would never expect a exactly. space like this in yeah. a building. Yeah. And that's something that we wanted yeah, to have. Definitely. As opposed to having, a, you know, on a, on, a, on a bottom floor of a building, you kind of see it and so there isn't any kind of surprising element there. Yeah. So... I think it worked out where you yeah, surprised me. Definitely, yeah, the surprise factor. <laughs> I came in and I was like, wow, look at that. And, and I, love, I love also the element. I mean, the, the color schemes and, and all of the greenery, the plants, it's, it's just really refreshing, I think, also to see. And very zen, I have to say. Um, when, when, building, when building the space, uh, it's also interesting that uh, as a graphic designer, I was thinking of how would a graphic designer design a space. So this is, this is the space that was designed yeah. primarily by a graphic designer. I got also help from obviously TZ Architects who are partners uh, and, uh, and uh, Ricardo Hernandez who's uh, one of uh, my best friends but also a designer based in New York um, who works with us at Fikra. But um, um, one of the, the things that I started to do is what, sit before opening a space, is sit in here and before installing the lights um, I tested so many different lights, type of lights, because I re- I'm very particular in terms of working and how when you have your computer, the lighting really affects your mood and yeah. affect, you know how tired you get. So I tested different types of uh, light settings um, and this was the one that worked really well where, you know, I would, I would and, and like there, there are feelings like, you know, oh, it needed more plants in order for it to feel a little bit more, you know, homey, more, yeah. I don't know. And so it kept adding new plants and changing the, the lights into things that worked. Um, and alhamdulillah, you know, every time someone would come here, we'd spend so many long hours and not even realizing, not even getting tired, yeah. which is really cool. So, um, yeah. <laughs> and I saw, I noticed um, when I came in that there were um, some people hanging out in the library. Yeah. So I think for for a non kind of art or design creative person, what would a typical day at Fikra be like? If, if somebody were to walk in here on a typical day, what Actually, could they expect to see? What is really funny is that also people who work in the building, uh, as soon as the elevator, whoever didn't know Fikra, whenever the elevator would open they would like pause for a second they would look out <laughs> of the elevator for a second um, and that's really interesting but uh, slowly and slowly you would see them having their meetings in our space that's really cool uh, leaving their offices and coming hang out here people coming having coffee but also renting out the the office uh, the meeting room or the library or the office spaces just to meet uh, so uh, I think, I mean, these, these are generally most of the people that are in the building either in construction or like yeah. in the state. So completely irrelevant to design. But the space itself invites people to 
be more creative. It's very kind of um, a casual environment. Yeah. It's very informal. It allows you to uh, to be at ease uh, a lot of the times. And I think that's that's also one of the things that one of the people in the, in the, in the first floor said that we want to have the meetings upstairs uh, at Fikra because uh, when we meet with our clients, we feel that they're more at ease and they're able to speak a little bit more, which is really interesting. Um, anyway, so going back to the idea <laughs> to what these people, non, non-creative people do. Um, so we have people that are um, obviously creatives uh, that come uh, to the space, but uh, we have a collection of uh, books, uh, mostly art and design. Um, and uh, this, But the space and the activities in the space are not necessarily design yeah. related. Um, so we have film screenings, uh, we have uh, workshops, design and non-design related. We have uh, talks, uh, talk series, uh, like the Coffee With, um, and so many others. And all of these do- are not necessarily for designers or artists. Uh, it's for the general public. Um, uh, we have also writers that actually come and use the space. We had a person who is a, a, a producer who started using our space. So things like that. I mean, uh, mostly creative people tend to come to the space because our circle, uh, yes, there are a lot course, of creatives yeah. uh, in the circle. But, uh, uh, but um, yeah, uh, I mean, the, 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 the people in general, uh, I mean, I think everyone is welcome to the space and, uh, um, and use the space. Uh, people who have been renting the space out also for private events such as... Uh, a company they were in this building actually they were moving out and so they wanted to have a party for their for their friends that's uh, nice and so <laughs> they they rented the entire space for an entire day and had their event here so we, we were able to do these things um but i think also um for entrepreneurs specifically who are not necessarily in the design and the creative who use our space uh, benefit from the creatives that use the space yeah i think so, it's a great i think it's great for networking and meeting absolutely like but also i mean the design studio is here so some some of the startups that ended up renting out or are asking to rent the space out they they were asking about how would fikra uh, help them and what we do as fikra uh, as a design studio uh, is that uh, we help them with uh, kind of initiation of their projects in terms of thinking about their startups in terms of design process branding processes for their for their for their startups so these are some of the things that or services that we offer our members at either a discounted rate or as a uh, kind of like a barter kind of exchange thing um, uh, but obviously the people that they meet here so like filmmakers one of our members is a filmmaker uh, so he meets people that come to to the space and, yeah, space and really cool. you know more business and you know networking and things like that which is really cool yeah yeah Um, i think there's also um i think there's kind of i always feel like there's this hunger for places like that in the uae where everything is kind of very segmented sometimes and people i mean i personally am a big fan of co-working spaces just because of the people that you meet and 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 you know getting out of that typical office environment but also being able to work in a place where you have you know the facilities you need um but also a place where you can write where you can think where you can meet um and and yeah network definitely um and i think it's definitely um adding to the roster of cool spaces in Sharjah. i mean i know there's a there's a few things popping up um in different areas Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. So I think, I think there exciting. are a lot of really, really hidden, like amazing gems in charge. Definitely. Um, and when we had, so we had a program uh, called the Designers in Residence, where we had, it was a three-month program, where we invite, uh, we had an open call 
and you select two designers basically to be based within the Fikra campus to conduct uh, research through design. And the yep. research topics are very much self-directed. It's based on what they're interested in. Um, and so we had Kevin Zwiering, who was here from America. He had never been to the UAE before. Um, so it was really interesting to hear and, and because we're, I mean, we're living here. And so there are yeah. a lot of things that we see and we're, we don't get excited about. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so he came here and he started walking around in Sharjah and he found amazing places. Said, oh, you should go to this place. You should, you know, discovering these places. But also I think seeing things that we have never, ever thought about. And the other thing is that Fikra, the, our location is interesting. It's on Al-Wahda Street. But for designers, it's extremely strategic because you've got printing presses yeah. right around the corner, carpenters, you've got uh, like so many different things in the, the industrial area, basically. Uh, so you have, so while Kevin and uh, Adnan were making their design research, they started walking around the industrial area, finding places to buy things from to make up, you know, to start to experiment with their, whatever they're making. Um, and so that was really interesting as well. Um, yeah, uh, I forgot what we were saying. Yeah, about Sharjah. Yeah, yeah, Sharjah, yeah. Sharjah, Sharjah is incredible. I think it's really happening, and I think um, it's it's really I think important to highlight, like as you said, all these different hidden gems, but also that it really is. I mean, it's aside from being you know the cultural emirate, I think it's a place really for for creative opportunities. Absolutely, definitely. Absolutely. Um, and also, I mean, with uh, with the co working space here. At Fikra Campus, we're trying to help uh, people start, uh, kickstart their creative, uh, I mean, it's not only for creative businesses, but specifically the creatives, the freelancers who, who want to start their own thing and who want to have a space to do these mm. things, who want to register their companies uh, or their profession, um, they're able to do that here. And we help them with all the paperwork and it's super, super, super cheap. That's amazing. Um, because we, you know, we're honestly not making money out of the, the rent of the space. What we want to do is be able to support these entrepreneurs yep. <clears throat> or creatives in general, freelancers, uh, offer them the space, but also offer them networking uh, opportunities, offer them services from Fikra Design uh, Studio um, and uh, help them. You know, we have someone who's specifically here for them to help, to help you know, basically a PRO who does all the paperwork for them. Um, and so we've we've managed to to do that and able to get the 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 people register their companies uh, and have their office basically be, be based at Fikra. That's really um, great. Yeah. Because so I know in the that trade it's license a... it says you know the location yeah. is Fikra. Because in order to get a, a trade license, you need to have a physical space, an office space. Um, and office spaces, one, would be very, very expensive. Mm-hmm. The process is very difficult, uh, especially as an entrepreneur startup or someone who's just starting up doesn't know all of the uh, procedures and what to yep. do and what not to do. So we help with all of that. Um, and then here, you don't need to have a physical kind of office space that you need to pay rent and electricity yeah. and water and telephone bills and all these different things. You have all of that here for you. That's and great. all you have to do is rent uh, uh, the desk space. That's and amazing, you have removable yeah. partitions that you can put them on and remove them if you wanted to. And also other things like uh, like use the, the, the meeting room, use the entire space is for you. Um, we also have, this is the other things that this space is not just this floor. We're also, this is phase one of the project. Phase two is the rooftop. Um, so we actually uh, uh, um, uh, were talking to the owners of the building 
in order to take over uh, part of the rooftop to convert it to a public space for the people who uh, work in the building, but also the residences who live in the building. It's nice to have a space yeah, outdoors. I mean, nice. half of the year, the weather is amazing. Yeah. Um, so we've converted it into a space that could be used for uh, for you know open mics, uh, for uh, film screenings, for That's presentations. That's really exciting. Um, and even outdoor workshops where you can have these tables and desks that you can put together and have workshops and things like that. Um, so it's exciting as well. That's really exciting. Yeah. I'm really looking forward to seeing, uh, seeing the rooftop when it's ready. Inshallah. Um, so speaking of uh, future projects, can you tell us a little bit, uh, maybe talk about some of the projects that you guys have worked on and maybe some of your key upcoming projects. I know there's something really big and really exciting cooking, yes. so we'd love to hear about it. Of course. Uh, so some of the projects we worked on, I mean, in general, Fikra, um, Fikra's work is very culturally driven and relevant contextually. Uh, so everything that we try to do is make sure that the content that we're, we're generating uh, is relevant to this part of the world and is going to give a better um, um, a portrait of who we are um, uh, as people, but uh, as designers, as, you know, as, uh, as citizens, uh, etc. Um, so some of the, the projects, uh, one of the projects that we, that uh, was very exciting and that, uh, that, uh, that became, that picked up really well was um, Afaq al-Mustaqbal. Afaq al-Mustaqbal is a project, we were asked to curate the UAE Pavilion at the Dubai Design Week, Abwab, uh, in 2016. And so Maryam and I um, uh, decided to look into uh, the social and the aesthetic qualities of the cafeteria in the UAE. Um, so we've asked uh, different designers to participate in kind of creating or recreating the kind of the cafeteria uh, and interviewing designers who design things for the cafeteria and things like that. Now, what what was really exciting was that um, we we realized based on the process of making because this was kind of taken as a research project, is that um, uh, there is this uh, theory um, coined by Rob Giampietro. Uh, that, that is called default systems design. It actually talks about trends in design that are dictated by default settings in computer software. Okay. Um, so because, you know, because computer software is the default, you have Helvetica, uh, Comic Sans, or whatever yeah. fonts there are, people start using them that way. Because the default is RGB for screen and CMYK for yep. print, people start, you know, not going into, um, you know, making the effort or changing that, or that became the trend, basically. So we realized that the aesthetics of the cafeteria fall under default mm -hmm. systems design. Everything is kind of designed in that way. And also because of the speed of things that happen in designing things for the cafeteria, it's very fast. It's, yeah. So it requires that. Um, so we, we, we redesigned uh, the, the entire kind of, uh, not really redesigned, but what we did was design the cafeteria. Um, without necessarily having food. We had karak only, but, uh, yeah. uh, but we, we tried to look at the cafeteria. And so we had these things and looking at, for example, terminology of drinks and, uh, you know, like Expo 2020 drink. Yeah, those really funny like, names. Uh, yeah, <laughs> um, or Hassoun Matar sandwich, things like that. And, and so we, we invited designers to, to comment on that. And so Tarq Zahana was an architect who designed the actual space of the cafeteria. Ricardo Hernandez is a Puerto Rican designer who came to the UAE 
uh, he's based between New York and here, and he was interested in, you know, when he came here five, six, seven years ago, he, uh, he looked at the cafeteria and you know, we went to the cafeteria and he, and I started, you know, I did the three sign language or two and, and they brought in two Karakas like, oh, how did they know that? You know, how did they know? <laughs> so that was, that was amazing. And so he's practically Marathi now, I keep telling everyone, but he, um, he wanted to, and he loves the kind of the cafeteria culture, things like that. So he wanted to design the identity yeah. for that. And it's interesting to see how a non-Arab would also design the cafeteria based on these default systems yeah. design. Um, anyway, so that, that project became really, really popular. We won so many awards for it, but also it was just a couple a week ago or a couple of weeks ago was acquired by the British Library, the publication of that book. That's exciting. Um, yeah, and so so hopefully through that, and it's currently also sold in so many different places around the world. Um, but also, I mean, through, that, through a project like that, we try to um, showcase uh, elements of culture that are not necessarily... Uh, addressed or talked mm. about or or even kind of even looked at in a yeah. way Sometimes it's kind of taken for visible, granted yeah, yeah. Um, but there's but it's a, such a strong element of culture that we have to look at uh, and 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 using graphic design as a graphic designer um, I don't see the role of a graphic designer specifically as just someone who creates beautiful aesthetically beautiful things but rather a facilitator Mm. So that's where we kind of transitioned to the next project. And so we thought of instead of just having, uh, having uh, uh, continuing to do these projects, which are interesting, why don't we have a conversation about graphic design that involves other Arab graphic designers, but also international graphic designers from all over the world. Now, there is a pattern um, that I see and I'm really frustrated about or was frustrated about is that um, a lot of the times when you're talking about the discipline of graphic design specifically, it's it's uh, it's very Western driven yeah. in a way. Um, and when you're talking about this part of the world, there are there is very little to to see uh, or included in in kind of Western conversations or discourse of graphic design internationally. Um, and I say Western because it mainly exists in the West, but also I mean there are some things that happen in the East and. Uh, and it just feels that you know the world is kind of the discourse of graphic design is kind of very separate uh, in in different places. Um, so we decided to create the first graphic design biennial in the Middle East. Um, so the Fikra Graphic Design Biennial, um, uh, in of itself, is a obviously it's a biennial event uh, which happens every two years. It would address the role of a graphic designer, but also. Uh, 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 pokes the boundaries of the discipline itself. It mm. would um, it would be inclusive of uh, people from all over the world. So the curators are Prem Krishnamurthy from Project Project New York, currently workshops, um, and uh, Emily Smith based in Berlin, and Nakim based between Seoul and uh, Amsterdam. And we couldn't have selected uh, more relevant uh, curators because they're incredible. They have uh, they have a lot of experience in whether they're curating biennials or even just uh, as curators and as educators and as graphic designers. Um, so uh, they're also from different parts of the world, yeah. uh, which which means that we're trying to be very inclusive. And we have Hudabi Faris on the board of advisors. We have uh, Pascal Zerbi, another type designer. Um, and so what we're doing is... Uh, 
uh, one, do a survey in terms of what graphic design is in this part of the world, but also participate in a global discourse of who who are graphic designers? What is graphic design today? Especially with emerging technologies, yeah. with artificial intelligence, with all of these different things. Um, and we want to have a conversation that is not, uh, you know, we're, we're not really interested in having another exhibition, a poster exhibition. Yeah. We, I mean, it's not to say that this is bad. I'm actually, I, I, I love poster exhibition. In fact, one of the, the last poster exhibition we participated in uh, um, was in the UAE, and it's one of my favorite poster exhibitions. We, we also won an award for that poster at the Tap Directors Club. But anyway, uh, uh, what we want to do is we will probably have uh, some sort of thing to look at. But I think the, uh, the Graphic Design Biennial is, uh, is a platform that is not only for graphic designers, but for the general public to not only look at graphic design, but to participate in making graphic design. That's really cool. Um, and the idea is that graphic design is extremely accessible today. Um, the government is involved in graphic design, uh, mm. thinking of, or design in general, thinking of what Dubai government did with Palmwood and IDEO. Uh, they brought in uh, IDEO and they have this thing called Palmwood, which is, which is this design kind of driven um, uh, kind of a, a, a platform. Um, and so, so how does like what does that mean um, as you know as citizens? But what does it mean as graphic designers? Uh, and also thinking of you know uh, new ways of publishing, thinking of uh, fake news, thinking of all those different different things mm-hmm. that graphic designer play, plays a huge role in doing all of that. Um, so what what does that mean? And 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 also thinking about us as Arabs, us as Khalijis, us as Emiratis specifically. Uh, how do we talk about Arabic graphic design? What is Arabic graphic design? Uh, how broad is Arabic graphic mm. design? And historically, how old is it? You yeah. know, if you think about it that way. Um, and it's, I mean, if you're talking about graphic design in the Arab world, it's extremely, you know, if we talk about graphic design specifically, you're talking about calligraphy, you're talking about, yeah. you know, all these different things. And, and this is so old, <laughs> you know, we yeah. need to talk about that. But also, I think... We're also trying to provide a reference point for university students as well uh, in this part of the world to talk about graphic design um, and, and uh, allow them to understand it a little bit better yeah. through a platform like this. So it's extremely exciting. It's and I so think, exciting. Uh, inshallah. And, um, and yeah, I mean, I think there's also a lot of misconceptions about design or graphic design in this part of the world. I mean, I think sometimes people don't know, don't really get what design is. They, When you say yeah. design, people think of something very luxurious yeah. or very commercial yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I mean uh, unfortunately I think uh, um, design is always thought about in this part of the world uh, I, I think also elsewhere but I think mostly here because of the way that it's it's currently being uh, kind of uh, marketed mm. um, by big brands uh, but uh, design is very much associated with mm-hmm. luxury luxury brands and luxury uh, kind of uh, furniture or whatnot but actually design is not only that design is a lot bigger yeah it's a lot uh, more uh, uh, it's not only about aesthetics it's not only about making beautiful things that is one of the outcomes of it and every designer or every discipline within design uh, addresses whatever topic they want to yeah. do through a different lens so as graphic designers we're kind of saying that typography is ours you know furniture designers have that but that doesn't mean and architects you know design spaces but Everyone also uses graphic design. Uh, uses, sorry, uses design as a means to address a specific theme, problem, topic, interest. Uh, and as graphic designers, I think it graphic design today became a lot more 
a lot broader. Uh, um, uh, because because today I think the practice of graphic design is very accessible. Mm. Uh, everyone is able to make kind of graphic design. Actually, all design and type design, but specifically for graphic designers, because of the ease of publishing, the ease of uh, of you know designing, the ease of you know designing meaning like uh, software yeah. uh, um, kind of design. <laughs> um, but also today, I think as graphic designers, we are creating. We are designing systems rather than designing aesthetically beautiful things only of course we do that but that is an outcome of the systems mm-hmm. that we kind of uh, navigate or work with uh, or design um, this is very meta but a very <laughs> technical <laughs> or theoretical um, and then so so just going back to the the design biennial so we've heard a little bit of um, the ideas behind it and what you guys are trying to uh, trying to speak about um, what are if we're looking at it from like a program programming kind of thing I mean what are we looking at in terms of programs in terms of events in terms of locations how what is what is it going to be if you can say anything at this point about um, it? we're still finalizing a lot of the things but it's going to be um, uh, consisting of a lot of different things uh, from exhibitions to workshops to uh, conferences kind of thing talks and things like that um, it's going to be uh, uh, it's going to be a month long approximately um, three weeks to a month long um, and uh, the first week most likely uh, in the current way that we're envisioning it is that um, it's going to be very heavy in the first week because we're thinking of having these workshops and mm. things like that. That would primarily uh, uh, drive the, the biennial. The, uh, and so that's probably going to be in the first week. And then throughout the, the last three weeks or four weeks, it's going to be mostly um, these exhibitions that are going to exist or the results of these workshops. And we're still trying to finalize a lot of these things. Or uh, we have finalized them, but mm-hmm. we're, we're in the last stages uh, um, putting them together and, and then uh, hopefully announcing it uh, announcing the entire theme and all the activities very soon inshallah that's exciting yeah. and is it going to be here at the ca- at the campus or no, is it around no no it's not it's a lot bigger than the campus i think uh it's uh, it's going to be <clears throat> it's going to be uh um around i would just say i would just say around out and about in Sharjah. <laughs> that's really exciting Sharjah, yeah. really exciting uh, so inshallah um, we'll see how it goes that's really cool i think it's great also i mean I'm I'm personally a big fan of things happening in the outside mm-hmm. rather than the inside and really encouraging people to discover Absolutely. discover the city and discover Absolutely. the emirate. I think it's uh, I mean uh, it's also for so the Bayino doesn't necessarily have a physical location a permanent mm-hmm. physical location it's it's uh, depending on who our partners are and uh, and the spaces that are available. Now there are these spaces that we're thinking about. Uh, we're just waiting for specific uh, um, thematic uh, things that would drive basically to select mm. specific locations. Um, the the campus is going to be activated during the biennial, but it is not the primary location of the biennial, uh, for sure. Um, because the 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 Fikra campus has uh, has different has its own activities mm. and has its own. Thing. Um, uh, but I think also November is in it's, so it's happening in November November is an extremely amazing active month yeah. there are a lot of things happening which is really cool because you have people coming for different events Definitely. and will explore 
either the biennial, people coming for the biennial, exploring different events. So I think it's a really exciting, uh, uh, exciting month. Um, so I, I don't, uh, I mean, I, I think there are going to be a lot of uh, also uh, collaborations between Fikra Crafts and Biennials, uh, Biennial and other things that are happening uh, in the UAE, um, the, you know, events that are happening in the UAE during that same time. That's really exciting. So we'll look forward to seeing that in November 2018. That's amazing. Great. Um, So thank you, Salem. That was really great. We're really excited to see the biennial in November and come back and hang out more here at Fikra. Thank you very much, Noah. Thank you. Hi, guys. So that concludes our first ever podcast. We really hope you enjoyed it. Don't forget to join us online at thehunter.com and across social at thehunter.com, all one word. Stay tuned for a new episode coming soon.